Now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. I've been experimenting with different ways to start off the episode, and I think that's how I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to start out by saying something completely unhinged. Hey guys, welcome to Well Cordell. This is the podcast that encourages all its listeners to consider getting well. Last week, I promised you guys that today's episode would be more health-focused, and here is that episode. Today, we're going to be talking about caffeine. So I've been faced with caffeine throughout pretty much my entire life, and my relationship with it has gone through all different phases, so I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to breaking down my experience with caffeine. I'm going to start by giving you guys my caffeine backstory. Dude, I say that like I'm in a 12-step program for caffeine. I swear we talk about caffeine like it's a drug. So I'm going to start in early childhood and then I'm going to move to talking about my relationship with caffeine now. So as a child, I was very much forbidden from drinking caffeine. And to be honest, that was probably for the best. (laughs) While I'm not a physical health expert, I think drinking caffeine at an early age might be bad for the heart in a few ways, mainly in a way that affects its development. But I'm not sure. I'm going to have to do some more research on that. So there is the idea that it could be a health hazard from a young age. But I think the big idea for me is that I was really hyper as a child. I was this springy, flaming ball of energy everywhere I went. And I think that goes for a lot of kids because kids generally are way more energized than adults. But in my case, I had an especially high amount of energy. Like I wasn't suffering in the energy department at all. I had more energy than I knew what to do with. So going to elementary school, I would see teachers at school drinking coffee. And in the morning before elementary school, I would see my mom drinking coffee. And the thing about my exposure to coffee is that I actually wasn't that interested in drinking it. It seemed like adults always had coffee with them, and it seemed like my mom needed coffee every morning. And of course, I didn't understand why, because I had no need for it in my life. Then, going into middle school, I would go to youth group on Sunday mornings. And I noticed they served coffee there out of the big, um, what are they even called, urns. So, I wanted to be cool, and so I tried coffee, and I hated it at first. I wanted to spit it out. It just wasn't like any kind of taste that I was used to. And I drank it black, which probably had something to do with it. So, at the time, I did think coffee was disgusting. I only tried it a few times, and then I took a long break. And then, I decided to splurge out. I got a caramel frappuccino at Starbucks, and I ended up really liking it. Because frappuccinos are really milkshakes when you think about it, and I was big on milkshakes from Steak and Shake. But yeah, frappuccinos are really like a milkshake, because there's so many added ingredients on top of just the base coffee, and it's way more sugar. I just learned in this last semester of college that frappuccinos have hardly any coffee in them. But going back to my point, I did start to drink more coffee in the form of frappuccinos during middle school and going into high school. My biggest source of caffeine, though, was by far through sweet tea. Dude, I live in the South, okay, for those of you who don't know, and I used to go absolutely feral for sweet tea. I would drink it at restaurants, we would make it at home, and whenever I got the chance, I would probably go for sweet tea. The sweet tea we had at home was set apart because my family dumped loads of sugar in it. So that was my favorite growing up. But bro, right behind that, McDonald's. I said it. Everybody talks about McDonald's Sprite. Nobody talks about how they're killing the sweet tea game. 
As I'm writing this script, I'm realizing how my body started to crave more caffeine all the way back in middle school with my sweet tea addiction. I was also getting a fountain Dr. Pepper every time I went to the gas station, which has caffeine also. And that was pretty much every other day. I bring that up now because that kind of sets the scene for later when I started to really increase my caffeine intake. We'll get into it. I also got into soda from the time I was really young. I used to love Sprite as a kid and that doesn't have any caffeine. I would order Sprite every time we were out at a restaurant and that was my go-to soda. But all the soda I grew to like after I moved on from Sprite had caffeine. Dr. Pepper, Cherry Coke, those are my go-tos. One thing I need to mention is that this whole time my family was letting me drink coffee and soda. But energy drinks? The canned ones? They were talked about like the plague. If it was in a can and it was marketed as an energy drink, it was totally off limits for me as a kid. So that includes Monster, Red Bull, and whatever else comes in a can. And as I mentioned at the time, that was probably for good reason. I did not need triple the energy I already had as a child. I would go feral. I totally came back around for them though. And I'm going to talk more about that later in the episode. But now's a good time to bring that up because it makes sense with the way I wasn't allowed to have one under any circumstances as a kid. Kid me probably said, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to these later. <laughs> so my caffeine rotation continued on pretty much the same until quarantine hit in 2020. I still loved all the things I already mentioned, sweet tea, soda, but the thing with me is that at that time, I was in the gaming community, all right? And I was trying to be a Twitch streamer. And a lot of my friends that I made in the streaming community during that time were sponsored by this energy drink company called G Fuel. For those of you who aren't familiar, G Fuel is a zero sugar, low calorie energy drink. And so I wanted to try G Fuel in order to fit in with my streamer friends. So I ordered one of the starter kits. It came in this white shaker cup with single serving packets of these various different flavors. So you had a sour blue raspberry, a cotton candy, a sour cherry. I'm editing this podcast now and I wanted to come in here and add that companies reel you in to drink their product by showing off these exotic flavors. So all the ones I just mentioned and I just had this thought, I'm pretty sure there's a company that's like G Fuel, they're called Gamer Subs, and they literally have a flavor called Guacamole Gamer Fart 9000. <laughs> I'm not kidding, that is the flavor name. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Alright, back to the episode. And I really enjoyed it upon first impression, and I came to like it more throughout the year because I realized it gave me a huge boost in energy while having close to no calories. And its caffeine content was 140 milligrams, which was probably just the right amount for me at the time. And I'm going to go into caffeine dosage later in this episode. So I was also starting to delve into canned energy drinks because I got a little older and my family became a little more lax with that. And once I tried a pretty broad spectrum of those, I realized that no matter what flavor, either Red Bull or Monster or the mainline energy drink, that. I can't say energy drink for whatever reason. I'm going to be saying energy weird throughout the whole episode. I realized that no matter what flavor Red Bull or Monster came in, they all had this taste to them that was the same. And I assume this to be the caffeine. But I don't know if you guys also noticed that with canned energy drinks, there's something that tastes the same across all of them. And I don't know if it's caffeine or what it is. But I noticed this and compared with G Fuel, G Fuel had a very smooth flavor profile where that distinct canned drink taste 
was nowhere to be found. So G Fuel unironically rose to become my favorite drink out of anything. And this is not sponsored by the way. Trust me, I feel so corny mansplaining G Fuel right now. You guys are going to learn throughout listening to this podcast. Old Bo was corny and cringy on levels unimaginable. And I'm going to come on here and talk about it with as little shame as possible because I want to entertain you guys. <laughs> so I had been drinking G Fuel for about a year. I had arrived in 2021 and it reached a point after having one G Fuel a day for the past year, one serving of G Fuel wasn't giving me the same amount of energy anymore. And so this led me to graduate myself from having one serving of G Fuel a day to two servings. So my caffeine dosage went from 140 milligrams a day to 280 per day. And then after a couple months of that, my energy levels were starting to wane from what they were a couple months ago. And that's when I had to pause and say, hold on. Number one, I don't think having three G fuels a day would be the healthiest thing for me. I can't keep increasing the amount of G fuel I'm drinking just because I'm getting less energy now. I'm just coming home from high school trying to do my homework and work my part-time job. I don't need to be out here drinking enough caffeine to stop my heart. And that's when I discovered that I was growing caffeine dependent. And funny enough, even years before this, I knew that this was not a position I wanted to be in. This was actually the last thing I wanted for myself, and I'll explain why. I told you guys in the Doom Scrolling episode that I joined Facebook when I was 13, and the way I kind of got integrated into Facebook was I went onto my mom's profile and started following some of her friends, which is really funny because I followed my family and their friends before ever thinking to friend any of my friends on there. And my mom's friends were elderly people from our church congregation. So I definitely saw a lot of TMI and also a lot of those memes that carried the sentiment of, oh, I can't start my day until I've had my morning coffee. And seeing that as a kid, I already started to feel like, I don't want to be someone who depends on a cup of coffee to start doing things in his day. And that was definitely much easier said back then, but even now, that's a viewpoint that I want to maintain. I had a personal experience recently where I learned that caffeine isn't a necessity or a requirement to tackle my day. So I'm going to share what that experience was. So I went to one of these nutrition spots, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Even if you live in a small, I'd even venture to say a rural town, nutrition places are everywhere these days. And they have the huge board in the store of loaded teas, maybe even some smoothies, whatever. They have dozens upon dozens of these loaded teas with caffeine. And I started seeing kids carrying them around my high school my junior year, and these spots started popping up everywhere. So I started getting them, and they didn't make me feel any type of way that made me question my relationship with caffeine until recently. I went inside, and I'm a sucker for pina colada, and I noticed they had this grape pina colada flavor. It had this really exotic name that I can't remember. They like to do that. They like to disguise the teas behind names and sometimes won't tell you what the flavor is. (laughs) But anyways, I got my drink. I paid like $9, which is a whole separate thing in and of itself. We used to think paying $5 for a Starbucks drink was unjustified, and now we're out here paying $9 for an energy drink. We've truly come far as a society. (laughs) 
And that definitely played a role in what happened next for me. I got my drink. I was in the car and I took a sip and then I just stopped. I stopped in my tracks and I felt a small sense of guilt come over me. Like I said, spending $9 on the drink was one thing, but what mainly had me feeling guilty was, yeah, this tastes really good and it's giving me a boost of energy, but I didn't need this to get done what I needed to get done. And that's the epiphany that brought me closer to where I am today, where I really monitor the amount of caffeine I drink in a day. Because I am self-conscious about the health hazards and not getting to a place where I'm dependent on it. And I'll tell you guys one more experience as of recent. So about a year ago, my friends put me on to ghost energy drinks. And I'm not sure if you guys know what these are, but it's another one of these no calorie, zero sugar energy drinks. And my friends were raving about them because Ghost makes this variety that comes as a red or blue Sour Patch Kid. And my friends were hyping these up because they were like, oh my gosh, this tastes just like an actual Sour Patch Kid. And so with me and my FOMO, I went to the gas station and picked one up. And holy shit, they weren't kidding. And so, not sponsored by the way, these quickly became my go-to whenever I just casually wanted an energy drink. No more Red Bull, no more G Fuel. It was just Ghost Sour Patch Kid energy drink. And usually I'm one for the blue variety, but red recently, it's been hitting kind of different. So a couple months ago, I started taking the gym a lot more seriously to where I started working with a personal trainer and I told myself, hey, maybe I should start taking pre-workout. And then it hit me. Oh, I already have a pre-workout. I'll just make this ghost drink my pre-workout. <laughs> and so my mom bought them in bulk for me. And there was something about seeing a fridge full of ghost Sour Patch Kid energy drinks that made me feel like I was in heaven. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that sentence out loud. <laughs> and I started drinking these before every workout. And let me tell you guys, not sponsored. They got the job done. They actually helped me really push through when my trainer was, you know, making me see Christ on leg day. If you've ever been with a personal trainer for leg day, you can relate to that one. And recently, as I was really increasing the amount of these I was drinking, the novelty of them tasting like a Sour Patch Kid gradually started to wear down. I said, hey, these were really good in the beginning, and I still really like them. But there's a small part of me that is starting to feel sick. And then one day we ran out of ghost energy drinks from the fridge. And so I was on the way to the gym and I picked one up from the gas station on the way. And I don't know what it was, but this one particular drink I had picked up from this gas station was the worst one of these I have ever had. Like I said, the novelty was wearing off, but this one was just distinctly bad. And I immediately started thinking, what happened? You know, did I just get a bad one? And then I keep tasting it and I realize this has that distinct taste of canned caffeine. And it's like the Sour Patch Kid flavoring is separate in this particular can. So here I'm like, all right, all right. Let me go stand in the corner and think about what I'm doing. So that does actually bring me to today where I think my relationship with caffeine is healthy. But I have to keep watch of how much I'm putting it in my system 
and what I'm using it for so that I don't slip into becoming caffeine dependent. Like, don't get me wrong, these no sugar, no calorie energy drinks that give you a good amount of caffeine are so convenient. They're so nice. You're telling me I can get energy without worrying about calories? Count me in. And they're everywhere. They're in every gas station and they come in all these fun fucking flavors, okay? I had a Skittles one recently and admittedly I kind of liked it. Although I ended up having a huge issue with that one because it gave me a tingling sensation like all down my arms. And already I'm like, all right, Bo, be fucking for real. You don't want to feel like that. You just don't want to feel sluggish when you're in the gym. And ironically, that's how I've come around most recently to drinking black coffee. Yeah, I thought it tasted like shit when I was younger. Now I'm used to it. I'm really watching my calories nowadays, and that was the main appeal for me. Like I said with the canned drinks, no calories, no sugar, but it energizes me nonetheless. And recently I was talking to my friend about how much I love those ghost drinks. And I told her about how they have 200 milligrams of caffeine in them. And she turned and looked at me like 200 milligrams. Like I get you're tall, but I cap around 140. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. So the FDA says that up to 400 milligrams of caffeine is healthy for an adult. But as I'm researching into this podcast, I'm realizing that wording may not be the most accurate. Because there's a description with this statistic in it from both the Mayo Clinic and the FDA, and neither one of them is reassuring. First off, the Mayo Clinic's website reads, up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be safe for most healthy adults. Bitch appears to be safe? Like the wording is so teeter-tottery. The FDA's website reads, for healthy adults, the FDA has cited 400 milligrams a day that's about four or five cups of coffee, as an amount not generally associated with dangerous negative effects. First of all, not generally associated. You're telling me, yeah, yeah, you might get heart palpitations. You might, you might have a little ER visit, you know, but not generally. Maybe this is just one of those things that has a hard time clicking in my brain because I want to believe that 400 milligrams of caffeine is a safe amount of caffeine. And then after that, you start seeing health consequences. That would be a much better benchmark for me and my brain. But these vague descriptions make it sound like 400 milligrams is teetering into health risk territory. And that's a misconception that I've had for a while now. So I'm actually going to have to go after this episode and reevaluate some of my decisions. And I think that's actually how we're going to wrap up this episode. I hope that you guys are setting healthy boundaries with caffeine and understanding how much is safe for you and recognizing what you're using it to accomplish and just how it works for you in your daily life. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave me a five-star rating and I will see you for next week's episode of Well Cordell.